Welcome to Color Forward, a podcast highlighting successful women who have overcome cultural adversity and mastered the art of resilience. Today's guest is Gabi Natale, a three-time Daytime Emmy Award winner, entrepreneur, best-selling author, and speaker. She's the executive producer and host of the TV show Super Latina. As one of People Magazine's 25 powerful Latinas, she's one of the few women in the entertainment industry who not only owns the rights to her own TV show, but also a television studio. Gabi is no stranger to the digital world with over 52 million views on YouTube and over 200,000 followers on social media. She's also the co-founder and president of Aganad Media, a marketing company with a focus on Hispanic audiences. Today, she's giving us a scoop on her latest venture, Welcome All Beauty, the first hairline with a focus on productivity. It's about being smart when it comes to beauty. Gabi has a great story. Now, here are your hosts, Rosa and Marati. We are so excited today to have with us Gabi Natale. Gabi, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Thank you, Merari Rosa. (laughs) (laughs) Gabi, we would love for you to tell us a little bit about you so that our guests can get to know you. Well, who doesn't know you already? But (laughs) we we want them to hear about your life story, where you've come from, where you've been, and we'll take it from there. So in a nutshell, uh, my name is Gabi Natale. I'm an immigrant. I'm from Argentina originally. I'm a three-time national Emmy (laughs) (laughs) award-winning An entrepreneur. uh, And now, this week... I have a new title, which is I'm a beauty founder as well. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Because I know that women, you know these girls, we're always going places, we're always on the go. Image, social media, we want to look good, we don't have time. So I created a line that basically what it has is hair pieces and extensions that are designed to optimize your time, your productivity, so that you can have the look in five minutes or less. Wow, wow. that's... Well, <laughs> now we know. <laughs> we'll take notes. We'll take notes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, you're doing wonderful things. You are very successful in your career. What were some of the things that you had to do or you went through to get there? Well, in the beginning, all the first years for me, when I arrived in the U.S., it was a struggle. Sometimes people ask you, like, weren't you afraid to start your own business, to be an entrepreneur, but actually I had to earn the right to be an entrepreneur because the first four or five years in the in the U.S., uh, I had a visa that was sponsored by an employer and I didn't have the right to become an entrepreneur. I had hmm. only the possibility of working for whoever was sponsoring my visa. And it was a very vulnerable position because this first employer took advantage of it and uh, he abused me financially. He made me pay for my taxes as an employee and also his taxes as an employer. So I had to endure financial abuse to be able not to be undocumented. Wow. Wow. Tell us a little bit about that journey. One of the things that some of the other guests that we've had yes. on this show so far talk about how important it has been for them learning through the hard times in order to really create their goals and go for them. Is that similar for you, you think? or I didn't have the words back in the day when I first arrived, but now I'm more and more focused on this concept looking back. And also looking forward of becoming a pioneer. 
Mm. Because when you look at the world around, if you look, sound, love, pray a different way, or if you are differently abled, you look around and you don't see yourself represented there. Mm -hmm. So you really have to take that leap of faith, step into the unknown, and there to be first, to be a pioneer in your own world. Back in the day, I didn't have maybe these words or these tools to think like, yes, I'm being a pioneer in my world. You know? <laughs> but honestly, I was. I was a pioneer in being the first one from my family to come to the yes. U.S. because I came on my own, being the first one working here, looking for new opportunities. And then my parents are entrepreneurial, but, you know, they were entrepreneurial in my home country. So everything that had to do with breaking new ground in a new place. And then I realized that I was a Latina when I arrived here. I was <laughs> a girl from Argentina before, the day before I was from Argentina. <laughs> and then I arrived here, like all of a sudden, oh, also you're a Latina. <laughs> and, and I embraced it from the very first moment because I think this is such a beautiful community. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and we are so diverse. And I looked around and I saw that there was so much work to be done because I think the main thing that we have to think about is we are so many, we are millions and millions and millions, but how do we turn presence into true impact? Tell us about that, how you uh -huh. turn yeah. presence into impact. That's why I started to think about this concept of being a pioneer because we're here, we have the presence, but you look around and in the places where decisions are made, in the places where people, you know, get to decide the destiny is not for one, but for many people, we are so underrepresented, it's embarrassing. So uh, I sometimes joke, like, do you think that Superman or Chespirito is gonna come to the rescue? <laughs> no. Nobody's gonna come to the rescue. We have to create this army of pioneers, millions and millions of pioneers in our own worlds so that we have this courage of being the first one in our family, in our community, in our workplace. Like you are being right now with this podcast, you are being pioneers, yeah. bringing new voices to the mainstream. No, I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe what has been the most impactful experience that has kept you going. What got you there to start thinking about the pioneer? What, what was that one thing that you can always lean back to? Yeah, well, sometimes you choose and sometimes life happens, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, for me, there was a pivotal moment uh, and it was the year 2001. Just graduated in Argentina with a master's degree in journalism and I was ready to eat the world, you know, devour the world, <laughs> but the world had a different plan for me. Uh, in that moment in Argentina, there was over 20% of unemployment and I spent over a year knocking on doors and no door would open and I started to have a feeling that many people regardless of where they start to have when they are unemployed for a long time and that feeling is that the lack of response mm -hmm. uh, from the world is a reflection of what you have to offer mm -hmm. it's a reflection of who you are as a professional or personally and so that is a moment that I always go back to when I have hard times. And that is a moment that gives me a lot of perspective. And also it's a moment that makes me believe that there are things we do, but there's also a bigger <laughs> picture. Uh, because I helped a friend in a conference and I went to do pro bono work just as a helper to move chairs, to hand out flyers. And that day that I felt I was doing a job that maybe was too small for me because I was a big shot master's graduate, <laughs> you know. That was the day when a new opportunity 
came my way and I made the contact with a delegation of professors from George Washington University and that day eventually uh, became an opportunity to come to the U.S. So I always say that our work with made with love will never go unnoticed because I was giving my best that day even when they were not paying me and and that whenever I I have bad moments I always think about that you know sometimes we feel we're in the middle of this darkness we don't know where life is taking us we don't know where we're going but planting those seeds mm -hmm. every day you know I'm, I'm optimistic uh, planting those seeds every day I think eventually will lead to something. Yeah. Now you talked about the dark times, everything that was going on in your home country, and yet you're a three times you know, <laughs> Emmy Award winner. Well, I started very small. Uh, once finally my green card was approved and it was like backlogged like three times, you know, it was a lot, a lot of drama. You know, I really wanted to start the next chapter in my life, but I had to remain working for my employer, but I was ready for, for something new. So the moment my green card was approved, my husband and I, we had a conversation like, okay, like this weight has been lifted off right. our shoulders. What do we want to do right now? And we thought, we want to create a, an independent show. And I, going back to this pioneer mentality, I looked around and all I saw were stereotypical depictions of women of color or Latinas. Even myself, I didn't feel like that I fit in that. I saw like the stereotype of the hypersexualized Latina, mm, yes. uh, mm -hmm. you know, course. doing the weather or doing the entertainment, like wind is flowing from the south. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, why do I have to be sexy to interview someone, you know, or to do the right, weather? Right, I don't right, understand. Right, right. And then the <laughs> other one was like, I was in my 20s and I have this upbeat personality. But if I was delivering the news, there was no possibility to smile even at the end of the segment or to bring choice you had to have this voice and that was not me and i was not the hyper mode one the hyper sexualized latina that was not me mode two the constipated latina <laughs> was not me so i said okay if you don't see it create it you know absolutely and, and that's why i decided to create this space called super latina but we started in a very small market in west texas middle and odessa and we started in a carpet warehouse that um tv station a local TV station would allow us to borrow for one hour once wow. a week. And uh, once we thought we had everything figured out, then the crisis in, 2000, in 2008 hit us. And I, I, I was joking that I maybe had a PhD in recessions. And that was another moment that, that you talk about pivotal moments, that was another pivotal moment because we realized that if we stayed and we only produce content for one market, we will go out of business because yes. our main clients were your car dealerships, your local car dealerships who were going through hell, your, you know, your local professionals who were not doing great. So we decided to expand and it was not immediate it was not magical but it took us seven years but we went from this small market to actually being syndicated nationally hmm. and that's when we started qualifying it's always some it's a road to qualify for something my life i think because <laughs> so, so that's when we could qualify to compete at the national emmys and that really was like we were the small 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 company 
uh, competing against the CNNs, the NBC wow. Telemundos of the world, and, and, wow. we, and, and we won three. So we're, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Wow, you should be. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 No, and, and I mean, one of the things that transpires for me as I'm listening to you is persistence. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Persistence, uh, being purposeful as to what you wanted to do, but also breaking molds. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Tell us a little bit about whether that was, I know you said like something is like life happens and you just have to make lemon... Uh, yeah, if they like give you yeah. lemons, let's yeah. put a yeah. uh, factory of lemonade. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so tell us about that. I mean, how, because I think for some that comes easily or it's second nature and maybe that's part of like your upbringing. And, but for, for, for others, does it, that doesn't come as naturally. Tell us a little and bit. And it's of, okay. Yeah. I think it's something that you can cultivate. And also I think that even somebody who is a fighter has bad, bad days, you mm -hmm. know, days when he or she feels down and that's also okay you have to give yourself permission to if you're if you're having a bad day or if you're going through a phase that things don't click i i don't believe in uh muting feelings hmm. mm. if you are in a place and you are feeling very uncomfortable maybe that's what you have to listen to that feeling of mm. being uncomfortable because something extraordinary can you know, you're uncomfortable in a relationship, you're uncomfortable in a workplace, you're uncomfortable in whatever doesn't belong in your life anymore or doesn't make you feel good anymore. If you numb that feeling, you're going to endure it, endure it, endure it. But maybe what you have to do is listen to that because maybe it's wow. a chapter that you need to close in your life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep. I would imagine you've broken many rules to be as successful as you are right now. What are maybe some of those rules that you feel you had to break in order to be where you are today? Kind of that common mold that yes. people put out there. I don't believe the stereotypes or the things that other people feel or believe about people like me, you know? Yes. Uh, and that was not so articulate, but what I mean is that even to this day, mm. I know when I pick up my fo the phone and somebody don't know who I am, even in world-class or so-called sophisticated environments, people will assume that I'm, I am an uneducated person only because English is my second language. Mm. Yes. And I know that for a fact. I don't get mad, I don't get depressed, I'm not fighting the world, but you have to be aware that this is something that is happening, that this is a reality. So you know how to live with that reality, to, how to acknowledge it, because if you believe other people's low expectations about yes. you or people like yourself, they become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. That's right. That's very powerful. Very um, powerful. We talked about that. No, we that. just We've talked been about, talking about right? that. Especially um, about the accent and, and, and what that makes you feel that you can or cannot do sometimes, right? It's, it's just believing in yourself and the power that w within that you can do whatever you think is possible for yourself. You have to be that pioneer. Yeah. You have to be that pioneer as a woman, because we are so underrepresented, as a Latina, as a woman of color, as an immigrant. What if I believed what the president says, that we are criminals and rapists? I know I'm not a criminal and I know I'm not a rapist. Yes. So. If I start believing what everybody or anybody says about me, my group, my community, I would be very sad, but I know that's not true. So 
What I know is that we have to work to change the narrative, to highlight different kinds of Latinos, to give a voice to different uh, types of stories, like what you are doing, like what I'm doing. But really, if you're a little girl and you grew up and you've never seen anybody like you yes. in movies, or like you in TV, or like you as the tycoon in media, or like you as the BP, or whatever that means for you in your dream when you're growing up, then you have to think like either it's one, it's not possible, I've never seen it, or two, it's possible, I may be the first one. Right. That's right. right. And that's okay. You uh -huh. want to be the pioneer. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give? Because the things you're touching on, there's still a reality today. There's still mm -hmm. a lot of women out there who are muting their voice. There's still a lot, uh, a lot of women out there who feel their accent it's an issue. Uh, we were talking about it just yesterday at dinner that people see a Spanish woman, they automatically think she's a cleaner. They'll see us down the hall until the day I'm that... A, I'm, not <laughs> against, I'm not against if people don't understand you. Like some people come from wherever in the U.S., yes. you know, and they have a crazy accent and people don't understand them. And if you want to polish it or, you know, you want to expand your vocabulary, that's fine. That's not denying who you are. Mm -hmm. But what I mean is that you have to be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, no, and I understand. And again, just like there's nothing wrong with being a clean person, right? Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people that make money doing that, a great living. But what are some of the advice that you could give the women or the young girls out there that are going through this struggle right now? We could say believe in yourself, and yeah. that's easier said than done. But what are some of those things that, that you would advise that you have yeah. to look for or maybe do to, some tips to help you? Because, you know, some people go into depressions. I mean, yeah. I can tell you it wasn't until last year that I started really bringing my voice to places mm -hmm. because I was always afraid because people like automatically yeah. think you're uneducated. For real? <laughs> this self-confidence of, um, and I think you, you've alluded to it in terms of like, we have something to say or we have something that we, we can bring. bring value to the table exactly and we bring value but sometimes we don't know how to make our value being hurt or being utilized so what would you say to that in terms of what are some of the small things that one can do to start i know it sounds corny but loving yourself or believing in what you and your your self-worth yes. right well, she, she mentioned little girls growing up here mm. first of all if you're a little girl growing up here in the u.s the first thing you have to acknowledge is how lucky you are. Because this, even with all the challenges that we have, even with all the different things that we have to face, it's still a wonderful place to live compared to so many other places around the planet, not just in yeah. terms of abundance, in terms of what women can do. Yeah. We, are, yes. we are underrepresented, but we have access to education. We can vote. We can speak up. It's such an advantage. And sometimes we forget. You know, you re you remember that when you travel or when you read yeah. horror stories from around yeah. the world. So the first thing, and I always think that starting with gratitude is a good way to start, yeah. is yes. to is to feel grateful for the place that you have because really we are in a position and in a place of possibilities and opportunities. Right. Uh, the second is to know that nobody can define who you are. These other people's beliefs are just that. I always ask people like, what is a stereotype? Mm -hmm. A stereotype is not a fact. A stereotype is only an opinion from somebody else about you or people like you. Mm -hmm. An opinion. Everybody has an opinion. Yes. 
Hmm. I actually, I want to hear of your latest endeavor and <laughs> uh, what's important to you now? I know you started like your new yes. company line. Tell us, tell us about that. Well, I have a couple of things that, you know, I'm very happy about. One is my, we're talking about pioneers. I launched a book two years ago called El Circulo Virtuoso, The Virtuous Circle. Uh, with Harper Collins, and it debuted number one in three Amazon categories in business and inspiration and in self-help. And I've always wanted to have the book in English. And in 2020, I'm becoming the first Latina to be signed with HarperCollins Leadership. The same, yeah, the same division that publishes uh, Rachel Hollis, John C. Maxwell, so many amazing authors. So I have this responsibility to bring all my Latina and <laughs> Latino authors with me, you know, yeah. because I'm, I'm opening this door and hopefully I'm the first of many more to come. I'm doing a TED Talk also in 2020 uh, that I'm preparing. And of course, as I mentioned in the beginning, I became last week a beauty founder uh, because when I was doing the book tour for the Virtual Circle, I was always on the go and on the road. My hair skills are so poor, you know, <laughs> and I had to be camera ready or I had to be ready for meetings or for whatever. Uh, and my green room became like the airport bathrooms, you know, and I had to get ready before everything. And, um, and so I realized that I had to come up with hair hacks that I could do without professional help, without having special skills. And that's how Welcome All Beauty started as a frustrated customer, a frustrated <laughs> consumer who needed to look good, had no time, no help and no skills. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it, what is fascinating to me to hear from you is how you create possibility. Yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. I think throughout all that you've described, it's all about creating opportunity and possibility and act on it, mm -hmm. right? Have there been any unfulfilled possibilities oh, wow. for you? Yes, many. Growing up, I wanted to be like a dancer, you know, so that that train, that ship has left. Has left. Um, but let me think what I would have liked to experience, but now is not the right time. This is a dream that has to be reshaped, maybe, is I would have loved to live the glorious years of television. Mm. Those years in the 80s and the 90s where television was the thing and everything that was there was the thing. Because I started in television when that was the case. And then it started changing, you know. Mm -hmm. And now TV shows are, are one more venue, are one more thing. But I really love, like when people say the golden years of, of movies, you know, the black and white. I love to have experience the golden years of television because when I started, it was fading away. Mm. It started to diversify. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But, but I think you're doing a lot to yes. bring a different kind of golden years of television, right? Yes. In terms of accessibility to other audiences with other, ex similar to what we're doing with Call of yes. Forward, right? Uh -huh. Now we can all create a platform and there's never been a time in the history of the world so far where it has been easier to share a message, to create a message and to see who connects with this yeah, message. Yeah. So what is your message then? If you were to just tell yeah. us like, yeah. you know, there's three things I want to leave your listeners with right now. What, my, what are those? My message is always the same. You already have inside of you what you're looking for. So many times we feel that we are 
powerless or we're going through adversity and we want to create those possibilities. And I think the main step, and this is what I have seen from interviewing super achievers and pioneers from all walks of life for decades now, that there's this quality that we all have inside of us that propels us forward. But we need to identify it. I call it the virtuous circle. Uh, But we need to identify it and we need to nurture it. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes we go through life in automatic and what we're seeing outside is what determines our life or how we feel. But when we change that narrative and when we switch things and we start thinking about how can I work on the inside to propose something or to change the things that I don't like, um, I always like to share that the number one thing that stops us from reaching our full potential is that we jump to permanent conclusions about who we are Hmm, or our possibilities based on temporary circumstances. And I did that when I was unemployed in Argentina. I thought I would have never had a chance to work in media, not even in front of camera, just in media in general as a producer, mm-hmm. because I was going through 20-something percent of unemployment and nobody was paying attention to me. And that goal that I felt it was impossible, it was within reach. But I was very close to giving it up. Mm. Thank you so much for (laughs) sharing this very inspiring story. So where can people find the podcast? Now you plug, you plug your podcast. (laughs) No, but I was actually, the question that I had was, uh, what's your message for us? Because we're rooted to this. (laughs) I, I think you are taking very smart decisions. Well, first, to create the space. Second, to think about how we can make it multimedia, not just about sound. Also, to keep it informal casual you know it's anyone come here and they feel comfortable you know this is not an environment that is unfriendly or that is too stiff so what i would tell you is to speak your truth Hmm. and don't be scared speak your truth don't be scared and i believe that it's cheesy but i believe that there are books messages podcasts contents whatever that we don't choose they choose us Mm. So so that, I think, is going to happen. People are going to connect with a vibration, message, whatever you want to call it, that you're putting out in the world, and you're going to create your tribe. Mm. So I wish you nothing but the best. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. being with us. Yeah, Yay. this was wonderful. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank yeah. you. That was right. great. What a story. Yay. Yay. Felicidades. There are so many lessons out of what she just talked about. Yes. The the first thing that I was thinking is how she didn't allow the environment that she was in to dictate her success. I mean, what she the recession that she went through in her country and then in the United States. And instead, she saw an opportunity and mm-hmm. dreamed bigger. Right. So to me, just the resiliency behind that and just her ability to think, I'm not going to let this environment hold me down. I'm going to do bigger things. That's not easy. That mm-hmm. is not easy to do. So I, I love the concept of the pioneer, but wow, it's just the great work that she's doing. That's super interesting because it's true. I think many times we allow, I think, our circumstances to dictate how we move through our life journey, right? Or 
however you want right. to call it. And I think what stuck with me was this, exactly what you're referring to, this idea of, you know what, no matter what's around me, I am going to take advantage and create my own possibility. And that transpired through and through. And it goes back to, I would say, actually, it's not necessarily, I'm not sure I would relate it to resiliency, but this will and grit, I think that she she really demonstrates because no matter what, she'll have the grit to go grab it by the horns and, and make That's it right. happen. Now, as you said, I think you, you need to have that within you. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's sometimes it's difficult to relate. And I don't know, unless you have somebody that you can look up to and say, like, if she can do it, I can do it. And just take that step forward. Something that she said that was different is do not mute your feelings. Hmm. I love that. Hmm. Because many times when we are feeling suffocated or taken on, but the environment is just weighing on us, the first thing we try to do is run away from it. Hmm. And I thought it was so insightful that she said, do not mute your feelings because the transformation happens when you actually listen to your feelings. Hmm. I thought that was powerful uh, because the feeling that you're having, when you face it head on, you get the grit to say, I'm going for it. Right. But think about this. How difficult is that in a, for instance, in a corporate environment? Not sure to what extent folks can actually even demonstrate those feelings or how they voice those feelings so they can act on them. And I think part of what we are saying and we continue to say when we engage within our own networks of women and female leaders is trying to find somebody that you can actually share those feelings with. And sometimes you just need a push from somebody that says to you, it's okay, you can do this. I think you need that community, absolutely, so that you can have somebody to help you put those thoughts together or maybe see more than you can actually see at the moment because you're so involved in living day to day or every second of that situation, whether it's in the corporate world, in a relationship, in your home, whatever that may look like. But I do, I feel that I can relate to the muting your feelings because there are many times where we've been in a bad situation, whether it was at a business table or with a relationship or even a friendship, or it doesn't matter what type of relationship. And we know that we shouldn't allow what's happening at the moment to take place. And instead of listening to the feelings like do something or, or stay quiet, we don't right? Because sometimes maybe that feeling, something she mentioned is like, you got to listen to it. Because if that feeling is saying, for example, we hear all the time about women staying quiet, muting their voice at the um, corporate table. Right. Well, if you listen to that, it, it makes you uncomfortable. I'm listening to the feeling to stay quiet, go deeper. Right. That feeling that's telling me to be quiet, it's making me feel uncomfortable go deeper. So if I'm uncomfortable, then I need to do something better because that's not how I want to feel. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. So I need to speak up and that would make me feel better. Uh, It's just an example of how I think it would work in a different um, environment. Yeah. And And I think, of course, I think it's also that that sense of embracing who you are. And embracing absolutely, and embracing your goal, whatever that might be, and then take it on, right? And really finding the strength to be okay with what that 
is. And sometimes we make, and it's funny because she spoke to this, we make decisions sometimes based on what others feel about us or see us as to try to conform. And I think we are at a moment where there is an opportunity for us to break through that, to break through what the stereotype or through what the expectation might be of me by somebody else and just stated clearly that that is not you and that in the you're okay with it right when she spoke about the stereotypes and he was like okay you know that's how they think that's okay I'm gonna prove them wrong I, I I think that's pretty powerful in terms of saying okay there's there is a way for me to move beyond what people have planned for me and create my own opportunity in whatever way that might be it could be like a small thing but it could be like a big thing like what she did just went on and created her own tv show oh absolutely I think of the limiting beliefs that Either somebody told us when we were younger or at some point in our lives that stay in our minds, in our hearts, in our being. And how you use that is up to you. For example, I remember people would say, oh, you're, you know, I think I told this story before about the teacher telling me I wasn't going to amount to nothing. I wasn't even going to be graduate. And that energized me to do better and to prove her wrong. However, there are others that I know of that that feedback hurts them and it mobilizes them, right? So I loved when she said, do not jump into a permanent decisions based on temporary situations. So it's really important. And I know we keep going to this to know your worth. And even if nobody else thinks you are good enough for you to know that you are, it's important. Yeah. Because yeah. that would either help you find that grit that you have to fight and do better or sit back and just let the world dictate your future. I loved when she talked about, I think you've talked about the pioneer. That's such an incredible concept in terms of rather than, again, rather than wasting opening up the avenue so others can follow, I think that really was very powerful for me in terms of like, don't wait. Why are you waiting? You don't have to wait. You can create that path and think of yourself as a pioneer or as a conqueror of a new avenue for success. I love, I really loved that. And then the other piece around this notion of life is a road to qualify, that also stuck with me. The pioneer piece, it stuck with me because it's about bringing your own voice. It's okay to be first, right? It's okay to do something that no one ever done before and to find that, to be able to see yourself, to imagine yourself doing that and then doing it, that's just it's powerful. I know that she mentioned she's doing a TED talk on this whole topic, Pioneer. So I cannot wait to hear it. Yep. It's a great concept. It's about bring your voice. Even if nobody else has said it, it's okay. Go do it, yeah. right? Go open this business. Go, you know, be the first one to, like she said, move to the United States. The first one in the United States to of her family to be an entrepreneur in the United States, things like that, have that voice and be the pioneer. It's okay to do that. I think a lot of the times we let society, and I agree, it's important. There are not enough women of color in positions and I'm alone. Okay. It's okay to be the first one. 
And now our job is to bring others with us, is to lift others. But yeah. I mean, when we walk into the room and, and we're the first one, I look at, hey, we made it. Yeah. Now let's get to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I would say also, I think this concept of pioneering has a, I think it has an understanding or an expectation that because you're the pioneer, you're going to have to, you know, strike all the points on the board and be perfect and do everything right. And I think that concept of pioneering is also make mistakes that not only you can learn from, but that you can pass on to the experience to others who are coming behind you. So that's that's also that part of, for me, pioneering. Pioneering is opening up and advancing and course correcting and, and occupy other spaces because that may feel better as you continue to move forward. And again, it, it might be going slow to go fast as well. It might be, you know, you take two steps forwards, one backwards and go at it again. So it, it's not easy. And I think that's what she was referring to, which is sometimes, particularly for someone like Gabby, who's so, you know, so well known and she she's amazing and everybody thinks that, you know, she's so successful. I think she's also someone who's had her fair share of challenges and her fair share of making mistakes and learning from failures to continue to move forward. And that's what I think we sometimes overlook, the importance of learning along the way and really take advantage of those experiences and those those learnings to continue to get to where you want to get to. I thought that for me, that was a little bit of the underneath. And I mean, to your point, I'm really looking forward to hearing her TED Talk coming up. You know, the other thing that she said that I thought it was powerful is the message she sent out to the young girls and even to all the women, right? We are very fortunate to be here despite what the environment may be around us. We just have to go for those opportunities and take advantage of what's around us. So again, being the pioneer, right? That was Rosa Santos and Merari Simeon interviewing Gabi Natale, three-time Emmy Award-winning journalist, speaker, and entrepreneur. For more inspiring stories, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a guest you'd love to hear on the show, send us a DM on Instagram. We are at Color Forward Pod. I'm Elisa Monjadis, producer of Color Forward. Thanks for joining us, and please leave us a review.